This podcast is sponsored by Police Bank. Police Bank is run by members for its members. That means it'll do more than any other bank to support you and those you care about. As there are no external shareholders, profits are returned to members in the form of competitive interest rates, products and services, along with many of the additional discounts and benefits. What's more, if you're on the New South Wales Police Force payroll, we'll even send you your pay a day earlier than scheduled, one of the many reasons to bank with Police Bank. Welcome to Inside the New South Wales Police Force. Real cops, real stories. I'm your host, Adam Shand. This episode, we'll take a special tour through the Mounted Command to understand how police horses and their riders are selected, trained and maintained. In making this podcast and speaking to recruits at the Academy, I discovered that this was one of the most coveted posts in the New South Wales Police Force. Let's find out why. Sally Rogers, I'm the inspector, the officer in charge here at the mounted unit. I manage all the staff here at the unit. So that's all the animals and all the people? Yeah, that's correct. We've got 35 police officers that are mounted officer riders here and I've got nine grooms and a stable coordinator. And how long have you been here for? Um, I've been here for two years now. Um, I got promoted into the position here, which was um, a bit of a dream for me. I have horses at home and a bit of a lifestyle around horses and, and live on seven acres myself, so I'm involved in the daily upkeep of horses at home and then I come to work and bring that passion here. So very fortunate to be running such a, a fantastic unit with such a great history. I imagine that would be quite common. People here would, would need to have an interest in horses or a background. Um, is that the case? Yeah, that's the case. It comes with a lot of special skills that everyone does need prior to coming here just to get through the assessments and the ability to work with such large animals. It's not something that can be taught quickly to regular police that haven't had any involved in an equine industry before. So, yeah, certainly um, everyone that's here has had an extensive background with equines and, and some sort of um, horse industry before. But they have varying levels of, of riding ability, which you have to deal with. As you go through? Yeah, that's correct. Everyone comes with a unique skill set around riding, but we help them to become, become the best riders that they can be when it comes to being on the street and police officers on horses. It's not just about being a horse rider, it's about being an effective police rider on a horse, obviously. So, yeah, definitely everyone's got their different skills, but we all come together as a team and, and those skills together, we're sort of able to get the job done out in the street, which is, which is great. And also very challenging moments too. You're going from ceremonial parade, public type duties right through to public order and a whole range of uh, operations that I'm sure you can tell me about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We do ceremonial duties, which is a large portion, which it can be anything from attestation parades to um, anything at government house, etc. And then one minute they'll be doing that and then they're out doing a HVP operation supporting the police area commands out on street street police, but then on the second hand, they're out doing public order and assisting in the tactical areas there and the police on the ground. So, And then on other days, we can be out at a land search looking for a high-risk missing person. So the riders provide that higher level of, of view to what's on the ground and what's happening when it comes to searches out on land. So, yeah, very, very large range of, of work that the guys do. And then community engagement, where quite an integral area in that where, you know, we change the, the lives of young children every day that come and talk to us and get a positive impact speaking to police at that sort of nicer level where we've got the animals. So definitely positive. Yeah, that's right. And also, I guess, mounted police. 
go right back to the origins of policing before there were cars. And that was your mode of transport. That's how people got around big policing districts. Yeah. So there's this long tradition that the fellows in the cars and the planes just don't have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and look, it's great that we were able to maintain that tradition in the history and, and New South Wales Mounted Police, we're the oldest continuous mounted police unit in the world, so we hold that sort of history with us and we're very proud of that. It must be very hard to get in. The requirements are difficult for the guys and, and, and the physically demand and the assessments are quite tough, but they all have a passion and we work with them and, and use their, their skill sets to, to get them through and a lot of people stay here for a very long time because they're so happy. So Yeah, I'm sure they would. I can see you're happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now let's go see the stars of the show, some yeah. of these horses, eh? Yeah. Or, or, and James is going to help us as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my name's Sergeant James Fox. I've been attached to the mounted unit um, for the last 15 years. Uh, very blessed, best job in the cops. As one of the supervisors, uh, my main current portfolio is the operations coordinator. So I'm responsible for the deployment of the horses um, around, around New South Wales. And so you've got a background, you came from the country? That's right, that's right. So um, I'm from Wagga Wagga originally. I was um, early teens. Uh, my parents bought a property just, just south of Wagga. Had some horses. Um, they adjusted adjusted on that um, on that property, and uh, I learned to ride through there, and um, learned a bit of rough riding through the through the paddocks, etc., and got my confidence up around that. Career-wise, I was um, also very blessed that I always wanted to be a police officer, so it sort of um, you know just just happened for me at a young age there of uh, 19. I went off to the uh, police academy in Goulburn. Kind of forgot about um, about the horses for a while and did some time at Castle Hill and, and Fairfield. Had a great appreciation for, for general duties, police work and the work that they do. I really think that's the, uh, the heart and soul of, uh, of policing. But um, I wanted something else after that four-year mark and I uh, saw in the Police Monthly that they were advertising for the mounted unit. I thought give it a go and, um, yeah, thankfully got through and yeah, been here ever since. One of my first jobs was uh, over at Moore Park and we came across um, a few teenagers that had decided to, uh, to steal a, a golf buggy. So we had a little, uh, say, a hoof pursuit with them. We did recover the golf buggy. Unfortunately, we weren't able to affect the arrest. The area is a little bit different to some of your country's areas, a little bit more, more tighter and a little bit more restrictions on the, on the horse um, movability around there. But I'll never forget the, the look of shock, confusion, maybe a little bit of fear when they saw the two, uh, the two large horses coming for them. And uh, I think they uh, rethought that decision. Hopefully we made an impact on their lives and, uh, and thankfully the uh, golf club got their golf buggy back. The Mounties headquarters in inner city Redfern is a working stable and police station, a setting off point for daily patrols or high ceremonial duties. My name's Constable Amelia Heafy. Have you got the best job in the police? Yes, I do. I reckon you do. <laughs> We're about to go out on patrol on a beautiful Sydney sunny day on your lovely horse whose name is... Dandy Boy. How's Dandy Boy going? He's lovely. He's a new partnership for me um, just recently. Um, so we're still learning each other, getting to know each other. But so far, he's a very sweet police horse. I really enjoy him. How long have you been doing this job for? Uh, nearly two years. Right. You got a horse background? Yeah, I've got two horses at home as well. Yeah. So, so horse crazy. <laughs> yeah. And tell me, what's, I guess, no patrol, no two patrols are the same. Well, we perform the same functions as any general duties police officer. So we're able to give out tickets, we're able to do traffic, we could do RBT, 
we can stop and speak to people, we can attend to jobs. So, yeah, you're right, every day is different, but we are very useful out there and um, the horses are very effective on the street. What makes a great police horse, in your opinion? The temperament. It's all about the temperament. It's pretty difficult to find a horse that is versatile enough to do all the things we require of them. So definitely the temperament, work ethic, a lot of different qualities that we look for. Yeah. And Andy Boy's got the ball. He's standing here patient and calm. He's saying, oh, I've got enough of this. Let me get out of the job. This is the best day. I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> hey? Thank you very much. Hey? No worries. Have a good day. What makes a good rider and what makes a good mounted policeman? I guess there's some overlap. There is. Um, you've there done is. both. Yep. What's the, what are the requirements? Well, the, the, the main reason why you can't or why I'm, I'm glad it's this, this reason that you can't just uh, join the mounted police straight from the academy is because, um, you know, we are very operational focused. So you're not just riding a horse, you're a police officer on horseback. So we are still dealing with a lot of jobs um, and a lot of situations that um, you gain confidence in through your time in general duties once you leave the academy. So we want good police officers first. Obviously, having that riding background is also essential, but we have um, you know, vigorous training and testing that goes into that so we can you know, you know, take their, their riding ability further to the level it needs to be at, but it's essential that they have that policing background. So for the, for the riding aspect of it, um, obviously there's your medical and your fitness testing. Um, it's not just about their fitness level to get into the unit. Uh, we want to maintain that fitness level. We work a lot with um, the health and wellbeing. So we have a um, you know, mobility and flexibility program for the troops here. It's all centres around injury, injury prevention, and obviously it's quite duty specific. So um, you know, at that time, we'll have that ability to be able to um, you know, run some stretching. We even have yoga and Pilates-based sessions that we'll, um, that we'll do here. Um, obviously, a strong core is essential. And it's the different styles of riding that, that make that fitness level um, so important. So you've got your more vigorous riding in your training, where it's a lot more movement stuff, but then your stuff on patrol, where you might be um, stationary for a long period of time, um, in that situation where you're, you know, you're maintaining that posture, engaging your core, all that's very important. So when they, when they come in, um, the new recruits, that's why we have that um, you know, quite a challenging uh, fitness test to make sure they're at that level to then do the riding test associated with it. And I think psychologically, obviously, you've got the normal issues of operational police, dealing with the public, yeah. uh, dangerous situations, but there's that special moment, dangerous moment, where a rider panics, a horse panics, you know, there's, it's a, quite a deadly situation. Um, oh, it, it, it can be, and that's why we do a lot of training around that. So obviously here at the, at the, at the mounted unit, we've got our, our training yard, quite a large um, riding arena. And we'll do, we'll do a lot of work in here from individual lessons um, to, to group sessions with the Public Order Ride Squad or with the OSG, the Operational Support Group. And it's also essential for our, um, not, not just our uh, new horses, but our, our new riders as well. So some of that training we, um, we can call nuisance training or, or public order training, where what we want to do is we want to create some situations and scenarios where these horses and these newer riders are going to see out on the street. And some of the scenarios that we run are based on things that the officers have experienced on patrol as well. So from low level, we may have um, a small group in here on the ground, a small crowd with flags and banners, a few noisemakers. And as we, as the horses get a little bit more engaged in that activity and more used to it, we then increase it by utilising things like smoke machines, flares, bubble machines, so all those type of things. And these are all things that they will see out on patrol. 
So we're in a big sand yard here, I guess you call yep. it. Yeah. And uh, I guess this is your equivalent of the parade ground in a way. Yeah. Well, it's our, it's our, you call it a, a menage, our riding arena, training yard. It's a fantastic facility. We're very lucky to have it. And even these little additions that you can see here, such as the um, the traffic signs around, the mirrors, etc. That's all. It all goes to help with that. Um, you know, assisting the horses with, with getting used to what they're going to see out on the trail, which is essential for the horses and also for the rider for their safety as well. Because the welfare of the horse comes first. Oh, it's paramount. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got to make sure you're taking the horse through the stages and you've got the right horse because you never know. He can't tell you. That's right. He's only going to behave in a way that, yeah. that indicates. And that's why the training's so important because there are signs that a horse may not be, but may need some extra work in, in certain scenarios. And that's why uh, it's very important we take it very seriously as acquiring new police horses and ones that are going to be suitable to this role. It's challenging to go out and look at a paddock and, and see a potential police horse and, and, and ascertain whether or not it's suitable for the, for the work that we do here. Um, and that's why it's important to have that vigorous checks and balances around our acquisition of new horses. So we need to find an owner that's willing to allow us to have their horse for a three-month trial to assess its suitability, that's happy to then have that horse back if it, if it does not meet the requirements. Obviously, um, vetting the horse, we need to make sure. It's not just about temperament, about its soundness as well, so any, any previous injuries or ailments, all that needs to be checked. So, And then once we bring it in here, it's about increasing that horse's workload very slowly. And how many horses have you got here at the moment? Uh, currently, in stabled in the moment, we have um, 18, and we have 30 horses on the books. So the other 12 are out in spelling paddocks. Another thing that's quite essential is that they are regularly rotated through spelling paddocks to get that break. You know, we're talking a beautiful facility, lush grass, you know, rugged, fed. They're, they're very well cared for in here and also when they leave on these spelling the mounted police really goes back to the origins of police when officers got around their police districts on horseback did. and it was a vital piece. So you're really back to that tradition. Oh, absolutely. And I hope it's one that maintains itself um, for many more years to come because um, we are we, our links to history is, is endless. So 1825 we were formed, the oldest continuous mounted unit in the world. And that's something I think um, we, should, we should reflect on quite a bit. We're coming up to our 200th anniversary. It's going to be a, a big year in, in 2025. And, yeah, that history is very important. Yes. Let's have a look at a couple of horses, shall Yeah, we? sure. No problem. You've also got a particular selection criteria on the breeds of horses. Yeah, that's right. So um, we're very particular. It's, um, it's bay, brown and black. Breed. Really? Yeah, that's correct. And that and, that, and that, that stems back to your, your um, light horse light horse days and the horses they used in, in, in previous conflicts. Obviously, there was another a number of mounties that um, you know travelled overseas in um, you know previous world wars, etc. So that 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 still just stemmed in tradition around our horse criteria. So not only is it about soundness and temperament, um, they must be um, you know 16 hands and above, bay brown and black. So Angus is one of our one of our Pergerons. Um, he's he's been here since uh, 2010. He's quite a quite a solid horse. Very good for our uh, our public order roles. He's sort of a, a bit of an all rounder. What's what's the career of a police horse generally? It really depends on the horse. Just just like it does with a human being, you can have um, you know there's a number of. Uh, 60-year-olds getting around than, uh, than, than a lot of 40-year-olds. So obviously it's something that we monitor quite closely. You know, we do have horses that are getting closer to that 20-year mark. But like I said, some, some um, uh, you know, cope with it um, longer, than, than longer than others, others will. And um, that's another thing that we just have to monitor. And sometimes their duties might change. 
and then we need to we need to look at retirement, which is another area that's taken very seriously. I think people try to understand the relationship. I guess you'd have to look at people, um, I guess, who've been in war with horses or yeah. some other sort of very vivid conflict or drama situation and the bond that's created from that. You come back from a very difficult incident and the way you'd look at your horse or your dog yeah. would be very different to the average horse and rider, I'd imagine. Oh, I think so as well. Yeah, you, you sort of get that comfort from the horse as well. I mean, they're, they're quite therapeutic. I mean, you only have to look at them and, um, you know, give them a pat and a bit of a stroke. Um, and they will respond to that. Yeah. And I think that's important. It sort of, it sort of de-stresses the situation. And that's why they're also a great, uh, a, a great resource for the police in that breach between, uh, that, that bridge between police and the community. And I think also people don't understand, people look at animals, their pets and things as if they're wind-up toys or something. And they're, yeah. But they're very perceptive animals and they, they, and they um, tune in on our reactions and our adrenaline production and so forth. And, and so that, you have that connection uh, you know, physical level, absolutely and psychological level. Yep. Yeah. And here we have Ismo. Yeah. So this is this is my horse, Ismo. He's a he's a Clyde cross thoroughbred. Joined the unit in 2009, so a couple of years after myself. He's uh, just over 16 hands, weighing about 650 kilos. It's coming um, up 20 years next year. That's right. That's right. So he's, um, you know, his work is a lot different to, to some of our younger horses. Um, being in a sergeant's role, I don't get out now as much as I would like to, but he is a great solid horse for, um, for protests and some of the, the larger sporting events that, that I might attend. I've you know, been involved in a number of protest situations or large sporting events where I've had to take him into quite some, some hairy situations where we've had to work, work through you know, crowds that are chanting and screaming and there's flags and there's even flares and, but we need to get to a particular point or we need to block a certain intersection. Very good point. There is a right to protest and it's about containing that and, and giving people the space so people can, I guess, the, also to, to manage the unruly elements that, that might impinge on other people's right to voice their, you know, their, their concerns about certain issues. And, and so the horse, but I think there's also a positive attitude people have towards horses in these situations. Do you think it's... Oh, absolutely. I see, I see it every day. Um, they do have that calming ability at times. And we quite often will allow people to pat the horses, etc., when when the time's right. Obviously, if we're dealing with a job or, or right in the middle of a public order situation, the timing's not right for that. But we do we do see them have a calming effect on people, on crowds. It uh, it generates conversation between the police and the community. It's a great tool. So when a horse first gets to the unit, um, obviously. Yeah, it's great to see the, the potential in that horse. Um, at the same time, we want to make sure it's training here, that it's, that it's comfortable with its training. However, we want to be progressing that horse at the same time. And that's why we have those checks and balances around that training, to make sure it continues to be safe and suitable for the horse as well. We're not, we don't want to be in that position where we're over-stressing the horse, but we do want it to um, continue where appropriate to continue to progress in its training and, and become a horse such as, such as Ismo. Yeah, Ismo looks the, the picture of calmness. He's, you're all nervous. He's just walking <laughs> he's, he's adorable he's, for him. He's, he's uh, used to being under pressure. He's, he's very relaxed, and uh, for some reason I'm, um, I'm more relaxed in a public order incident than I am doing this <laughs> <Fair> podcast. <enough>. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go back to the New South Wales Police after a message from our sponsors. Police Bank's award-winning unsecured personal loan offers competitive variable and fixed rate options, all designed to be tailored to suit your needs and budget. From the latest in big ticket electronics, white goods and household items to holidays, cars, boats and bikes, Police Bank will assist you to find the best applicable rate on your personal loan. 
This podcast is also proudly brought to you by Charles Sturt University, providing education for the New South Wales police force and law enforcement worldwide for over 30 years. Do you want to become a cop or further your policing career? We can help. Visit csu.edu.au forward slash policing to learn more. What about Arnie over here? He's a beautiful bay horse. Yeah, so um, Arnie, is a, he's a thoroughbred. Uh, we only have a, a, a few thoroughbreds. Um, historically, if you, if, you, if you look back, you'll see that we um, relied heavily on, on donations many, many years ago, and um, majority of those horses were, were thoroughbreds. And we have had some successful um, you know, ex-race horses previously. Arnie is relatively new to the unit. He's only been here a year. He's going very well. He's got a great rider who I love talking to her about this horse because she, she's so enthusiastic about his progression and where she's up to with him and the jobs that they're doing and how far they've come in their training. It, 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 it's a great example of that bond um, between the rider and horse because they almost they, we almost um, have to monitor that it doesn't become too much of an obsession. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Because, you know, I mean... Without to be critical of the police, and we're not, but um, you don't really hear of sergeants talking to their underlings about the vehicle they're driving or the motorbike, you know, in the same way. Yeah. Uh, they're more generic, but this is such a unique and, and visceral connection, body connection, you know. Which, um, and again, Arnie's very calm. He doesn't care about us at all. No, no, and it, it, it's poking his tongue out at us. That's right. And as you can see, the great, uh, the great facilities we have here. We've been uh, very lucky in the last couple of years to undergo some some renovations, and um, it wasn't just about aesthetics and the fact that you know we're the oldest continuous managed unit in the world. I think I've yeah. mentioned that a couple of times you did, now. Yeah, it's, that's it's right. Important. It's getting important. older. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Wears on. I will mention it a couple of times more. And but look at the tower. <laughs> My goodness, look at this. As I've talked to a lot of police doing this podcast over the last couple of years, the dog squad comes up as the one they always want to get into. Horses are up there in the top five, I'd say. No, no, top one. I don't know who top one, okay, to. fair yeah. enough. I'm no. the wrong place <laughs> I've been talking to. But do you know, I guess when you look at an applicant, I guess once they're in here in particular, the, the characteristics you look for in temperament and personality and physical type and so forth? Oh, look, I, for sure. I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very important, as I, as I touched on earlier, is that it's not just about what level they're up to with their horse riding and what skills they bring in horse riding. It's essential that they have that good police grounding. Um, they've obviously got to have good communication skills, and it's something that, um, that, that we assess from, from day one. Um, mm. Obviously, we're a small team environment, so we want certain personalities that are going to fit because we, we work so closely with each other. It's unlike your larger police stations that may have over you know, a couple of hundred staff. You know, there's just 38 police and, and 10 public servants here. So, you know, we're, we're close, we're a family, and so we are very particular about the type of police uh, and officers that we, that we get um, here at the unit. And it's a place where people stay. Oh, it is. Getting a place in the mounted unit is difficult, even for the best riders. They have to qualify as police first. We can see uh, Constable Clark here on, uh, on Troop Horse General, um, who's not long back in from a, uh, from a spell. You want to bring General over for a second? I'm Constable Zane Clark. Um, I've been at the mounted unit for oh, probably only five months now, five months, maybe coming up six, not too long at all, um, in the police uh, force for two years. Constable Clark's actually done a little bit of uh, uh, acting outside of work, so <laughs> I think he'll be, uh, he'll be... What did you do? I was at um, Outback Spectacular on the Gold Coast for oh. eight years. 
Outback Spectacular is a live equine show staged on Queensland's Gold Coast, featuring trick riding and other elements of Wild West storytelling. Oh, fantastic. What was the progression from, from that to here? Uh, well, it's pretty much always been horses. That was just always just looking for something horsey, really, my whole life. So once I was there for eight years, I travelled overseas as well and rode in some shows in Canada and China. And then I was trick riding and acting in that show, but as I started to get older, the bones and body started to get sore. So I was just looking for something more permanent, more stable. It was sort of right before coronavirus time that I had made the switch over to the police. So it was really good timing in that sense because I had a stable, secure job forever where all my friends and colleagues back at Outback stopped working and was, you know, were unsure about when they would ever work again at that point. So it was sort of, yeah, re-evaluating re my skill set and finding something that was going to be more stable where yeah. I could still ride horses. So you got the, the, the horse riding down, but you got the leasing part to, must, to, to master yeah, as well. How's that's that right. transition been? Yeah, it was difficult. Like, it, it was, um, I think, being a little bit older when I joined the police, I had a bit more life experience, so it wasn't a huge shock to me, but it took some time to adjust from life in a show to life policing people in the real world, especially over that COVID time. Yeah, because you're down at Goulburn, no horse, yeah. marching up and down the parade ground there with probably That's Sergeant right. Tony Wade shouting at you. That's right, yeah. Well, I went from riding, you know, seven days a week every day to no riding at all. And, um, and my whole police journey was really online. The whole entire course was over Zoom. On the last six weeks I was at Goulburn and that was it. We were pushed out the door and sent in our way. So um, big adjustment, that's for sure. And then I really had to take sort of two years off, off riding completely to get through my first few years of policing and focus on that to, to get here. But, you know, the mounted unit was always the goal. It was always, you know, just on the other side of that reach, just waiting. And the van was in between. That's right. How was that? Yeah, well, not too bad. Not too bad. I feel like I'm quite, I'm quite an empathetic person in life naturally, so I think I took a lot of that policing to heart. So that's where I found it really difficult because I wanted to always do more, do more, do more. But there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can help people. And, um, you know, I did my best, though. I learned a lot. But Yeah, General is a beautifully poised and, and calm animal. Um, boy, I can yeah. see you've got a great partnership going. Yeah, I like this horse a lot, actually. Yeah, he's had he's had probably about a month off now. He's been out for a while in the paddock having a spell. So he's, I guess, on the scale of horses here, relatively new still. He's still getting used to everything, but I enjoy riding him. He's a standard bred cross, so he's um, he's a bit of an unusual shape, I would say. <laughs> he's um, a little bit upside down, but he, he has really beautiful movement and he works really well. So When you say upside down? He just is built a little bit different to what I'm used to. He's got quite high courage in the neck and he's yes. really long in the Nicely body. Arched and, in the neck and yeah, so yeah. So when he when he works well from behind and he's, you know, elevated and soft, he's beautiful. He's got really lovely movement. So and what's he like under good. pressure? You've probably done some public order issues and things like that. What's... I haven't been out with him to be honest, but out on the street, um, he's he's really good. He's calm. He's very alert all the time. He looks around a lot compared to some of the horses that you know don't bother looking at anything. But he'll look at everything, every car. He'll look behind him. He looks up, you know, up and down. Um, but he's yeah always on, which is not a bad thing. He's always ready for something. Yeah. They've got to be alert and aware of what's what's going on around them. I know in you know when we do go into you know a public order or right situation they'll wear like a mask on their eye like a fly mesh it's a little bit a bit harder to just protect their eye but they can still see through it well and 
see around and behind. So they're a flight animal, really, when you go all the way back. So, um, you know, we've got to sort of work with that too. They're, they're always ready to run away, you know, from pressure. So these horses have to work really hard at moving into pressure and, you know, working with us and, and being really bold and strong. So they read everything through us. If we're, if we're sad, if we're cranky, if we're nervous, they, they feel it all. It's, it's amazing how much they can feel through you. So sometimes, yeah, you've got to take a little step back and take a breath and you've got to be the brave one for them um, because they, they know 100% what's going on. If you're like, oh, I don't know about that, you can feel them instantly tense up and be like, um, why is he not sure? I'm not sure now either. I've been here since 2007. Um, often, you know, some, some may leave in relation to um, promotion opportunities, etc. Um, and we always encourage our staff that, um, you know, to do, a, to do a rotation elsewhere or, or, or maintain their skills in other areas as well. Um, but as you, as you can see with, with a lot of our staff that, that stay here for long periods of time, it's, it's that love for the unit, the people, the horses, the variety of the work that keeps them here. Yeah, no, this is fantastic. These horses being lovingly rubbed down and washed and yeah they've just been they've just been washed um and they come back from patrol it's 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 not just about the um the activities that take place outside of the unit there's there's a lot of work that goes into the lead up to patrols um and coming back as well yeah so we're very blessed to have these facilities here this is the old police academy or known as the barracks awesome. this yeah. was the academy yeah that's correct so everything you can see here um, even on the other side of this large black security fence um, was the New South Wales Police Academy before they moved down to Goulburn. Um, however, now the um, Chinese Taoist Association own that side and everything on this side of the black fence um, is ours. So a great facility. It's um, all heritage, that, that won't change. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great facility for, for housing horses um, in the city. Obviously, um, a lot of our work is Greater Sydney, but um, we are a state resource, but um, having this location just makes it more accessible to those areas that require our attention or our needs, their needs. We were blessed enough in the last 12 months to undergo some renovations here, which is um, um, extremely important, as I touched on, not just for aesthetics, but also for the horses. So these um, the stable windows, um, all the horses can get their get their heads out of the stables. Yes, he's, he's very interested in this microphone. They love lapping up the sun here too. Oh, yeah. you will. He'll eat that. So, he's very well behaved. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very inquisitive, very curious, yeah. very curious very creatures. Yeah, absolutely. Love a good scratch. Where's the siren? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we trialed one. We really, tri- we did. We did. We trialed one. It didn't. It didn't last. It didn't. It didn't work. Um, oh, interesting. The horse would be fine with it, wouldn't they? Yeah, really? absolutely. Yeah. But we do have um, flashing lights. Um, obviously, yeah, some of the equipment with the um, reflective uh, rump protectors that they wear and reflective uh, reflective leg. For, for traffic work during the night. Um, and that, yeah. a lot of the stuff you guys develop yourselves through experience, yeah, right? Absolutely, or we borrowed it from other states as well. It's always good to network with the other mounted units. Um, we've got some great counterparts around the country and um, they do some great things as well. So we have, um, we have Mounties conferences, etc. where we share ideas and, yeah. Uh, so when we are, we're doing these renovations, another thought, thing that we thought was quite fitting would be having a, uh, a horse memorial wall, which is what you can see right here. Obviously, I don't want to be putting names um, on this board, but unfortunately, it is inevitable. But um, it's something that, um, you know, is very important to recognise these horses and the work they do, uh, not just for us, but for the, um, for the New South Wales community. Sure, because since 1825, that's, um, you know, a couple of hundred years now, a lot of horses have come through the service 
How is the service commemorated or remembered? I guess there are archives and so on and so forth, but this is a... Uh, uh, a living memorial. Yeah, absolutely. And there is a, a similar memorial wall down at the Goulburn Police Academy that's been established for, for, over, for over 20 years um, that, like I mentioned, does unfortunately have some names on there but some, some beautiful horses that, that we like to remember all of them and, and uh, acknowledge the work that they've done. You know, I like to think we honour the work that they do by the way that they're treated here as well, by the way they've here, some of that stuff that we've touched on around their welfare, etc. But obviously um, when they do unfortunately pass, uh, you know, it's just nice to have a, a wall such as this where, you you know, the officers can come and, and reflect on, on the horses and the connections that they had and, uh, and recognise the, the service that they've provided. Yeah. One thing about horses when they're properly bred and properly trained is they want to work. They like to work. Oh, absolutely. They, they are a working animal and, um, and, and they do, they do, we do quite obviously see the enjoyment that they, they get from that as well. The mounted unit has a steady schedule throughout the year. In addition to operational duties, the Mounties will be found on duty at numerous celebrations and public occasions. Coming up very busy um, September, October coming up just highlights the, the variety of work that we have around the state. So we'll have, uh, we'll have horses going to Daniloquin for the Ute Muster, a couple of country shows. We've got the um, Police Remembrance Day, obviously very important to us. We, we've got the Police Remembrance Day march in Sydney and we've also got where we assist um, in Canberra for the National Police Remembrance Day. And both those marches we supply what we call a lead horse or memorial horse. And the significance of that is, is that horse is a riderless horse um, and it's got the backwards boots on and the backward boots um, represents the, um, the fallen police officers. Um, and pays that the respect in that way. Similar to what we do on Anzac Day as well, which is also another one of those protocol ceremonial jobs that's um, extremely important, um, where we pay our respects by being a part of the march and also providing that memorial horse to, to represent the fallen soldiers and those that didn't make it back from, from previous conflicts. That was Sergeant Andrew Fox from the Mounted Unit. Next week, we're going to the dogs, the dog unit, to see the special partnership between man and canine in policing duties. Dean was his name. Yeah. Um, he was a special dog for me because he was my first dog, got me through the course, basically got me the job of my dreams. Um, so that that bond between me and him, and I, I dare say um, every other handler that's done it as well, regardless of what, um, what, what sort of job you're doing, whether it's GP or detection stuff, that bond between dog and handler, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's a very special one. Thanks for listening. Inside the New South Wales Police Force is a Real Crime Australia production in association with the New South Wales Police Force. The host producer is Adam Shand. Editing and imaging by Matt Dwyer. For New South Wales Police, Christian Schweitzer, Sergeant Emma Key, Senior Constable Ashley Bold, and Anthony Bray and the New South Wales Police Force Band. To find out more about any of our products discussed on today's episode, search Police Bank inside New South Wales Police. Alternatively, speak to one of the Police Bank team on 131 728. This podcast is also proudly brought to you by Charles Sturt University providing education for the New South Wales Police Force and law enforcement worldwide for over 30 years. Do you want to become a cop or further your policing career? We can help. Visit csu.edu.au forward slash policing to learn more.